shine. <laughs> what time is it? <sighs> 9 a.m.? 6.45. 6.45. We still have two more hours of sleep. Nice. What time is it for you? Uh, I feel like I'm in the Irish Springs. <laughs> Cascading waterfall. Yeah, it's just it's a gorgeous place where I am. Come on, time to wake up. Time to wake up. Let's get going. Let's get going. Wakey, wakey, hands off, snakey. <laughs> Episode 39 of the Jello Potting Cast. 39. 39, man. I'm Brian Upshaw. Jake Crownover. Robert Brown. Hot. Bob. Bab. <laughs> Frequent contributors both. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, happy first happy time meeting. Yeah, actually. You two have never met. We have never met. Till now. Till now. And I think two of my closest friends have never met. Isn't that crazy? We have fallen collectively in love with yeah, each other. Yeah, I think so. so. It's worked out well. It's worked out well. I think Thanks. it's going to be, oh, it's gonna be Thank a good you, Brian. Matchmaker didn't even know it. I'm going to dump Thank this you, Brian. and we're going to start up. <laughs> this will never air, by the way. That's about three seconds of this interview. It'll never, never air. Okay, so jellopodcast.com. Uh, at Jello Podcast on Twitter, <laughs> and I nearly got it on the goddamn iTunes. Oh, really? Episode one through eight, then it skips to 15, 17, 18, 22, 25, 32, 37. Why does it do why that? I don't know why some of them don't show Technology! up. Technology! I need an Asian. I wonder if they... Yeah, that's ah! what, yeah or an Indian. Yeah, you definitely need a smart yeah. Chinaman in here, because yeah. that, that yeah. shit would be conquered in yeah. a couple minutes. So Jake says Chinaman. You say Indian. I say Asian. Oh, right. it's like a rainbow coalition of, uh, of racism. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Pan something. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, let's get to it. All right. What time right. of year is it? We all know what time. We all live here. We know what time it is. Springtime. It's springtime. Stupid South it's by South by Southwest. Southwest. It's March Madness. <sighs> oh, March I'll Madness. Also, right? March Madness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the birds are singing the flowers are blossoming yep new love uh, spring is upon us that's right the hipster beards are growing the hipster yeah. beards are out faster than ever <laughs> speaking of hipster beards there were so many freaking beards down in South by oh, Southwest yeah. today oh yeah a lot of sculptured it's mustaches. a new trend I didn't know about I thought the mustache was the, the mustache is very nice but the full beard South Dob Austin. got the South he's Austin. working the full beard right now South is Austin. it is it a SoCo thing it is a god I'm not going to say it's a hipster thing. I'm going to say yes. It is a. Uh, it's an indie thing. I think it's fair yeah. to say, right? Yeah. Is it? Is it the whole keeping Austin? For the look, I am not. I don't live in Austin. Oh, you live. In I live in SA. San Antonio. Oh, love SA. They love their metal. Fucking oh. barrio, dude. We our rock stations will kick Austin's oh, yeah. rock stations without doubt any day of the week. We don't have yes. But people in in San Antonio don't rock beards like they do here in Austin. This is it's too hot. <laughs> it's too goddamn hot. It's, well, can yeah. Mexicans grow beards? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we can grow goatees. Does that count? <laughs> Get some serious goatees going on down there. I think it's the queso cheese you don't want fucking messing with your beard. <laughs> Getting all drippy. I'll tell you this. The thing about beard, horrible to blow your nose. It sucks. What? It sucks. Why? Really? Blow your nose. Yeah, because the snot and mucus get, and then you got to like, you kind of have to mash it out like you're mashing a toothpaste. Like a toothpaste tube when you're at the end of it. Uh, I'm getting way graphic with this. No, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that that is what it happens. Sounds like a lot of work. It, is it does, doesn't it? It is. Yeah, it man. Is. I get 
in the morning, I got to use, whenever I shave, I got to use, not only do I shave, but I got to use beard oil. It's a whole process, man. Hold. So it's a, whole, it's a whole thought I'm out, in. thought out process. <laughs> so you, you just don't wake up one day and go, I want to grow a beard. Yes. Brian no. Upshaw in the front row. Go ahead, finish. I'm just saying, you don't wake up one day and go, hey, I'm going to grow a beard. You got to put some thought process into this. You laziness? No, you don't. Uh, no, no, it's just lazy. I, no yeah. way. I, just, I started out lazy. Because I can tell I you right now, me and Upshaw sit at a bar establishment down at South by Southwest, and I would be willing to bet that 60% of the guys that we saw had beards that were in excess of two to three inches easy. That's fair. They're Islamo-fascists. Killed it. <laughs> Kidding. Yes, he's right. It's just... Uh, so go on. Yeah, but you don't see that in San Antonio. You don't see that in Dallas. You don't see that in any other city in America. Oh, and there's the pizza. Oh, ding dong. <laughs> this part's right, brought guys. to you by Domino's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, sorry about that. Yeah, so... Um, Back to the beards. We had to get, uh, we had to get some pizza in Jake. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, 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 that's my fault. I apologize. For Somebody needed no, fuel. All. What were we on just before? We were this? talking about beards, beards and just how yeah. Austin is, is kind of... And maybe it's a whole keep awesome weird mojo thing they got going on. Have uh, you heard of the term, the new term, lumber sexual? <laughs> lumber sexual? No, what is it? I have not, but I cannot <laughs> wait to hear what that means. So lumber sexual is a kind of a new movement among, I hate saying the word. Austinites. Hipsters. Hippies. Yeah, where they like you, where you dress in flannel and blue jeans, and you wear you have the beard. You we saw some of those guys. You look tonight. the part. You look the part. You don't necessarily. You're not necessarily the. I guarantee you get at least eighty percent of those guys around a damn horse and a ranch, and they aren't going to know what the fuck to do. No. They aren't going to know how to pull a goddamn fence. They aren't going to know how to. Ch- they they aren't going to know how to use a fucking chainsaw, right? You know, but um, but it's a thing. It is a thing. Lumber sexual. Yeah, of course. It probably started in Portland. I was thinking San Francisco, actually. Yeah. Why are we? Have you trademarked that, by the way, lumber sexual? Patent pending. Uh, <laughs> no, it's already been used. Uh, Lumbersexual.com. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually Check pretty it out, big out there. Yeah. Why are we such there. an overlay with Portland? You know, that's a really good it's, question. It seems to me like just a theory that Portland's like a country San Francisco, and we're like a country Dallas, Dallas or something, or Houston. Well, well and here's yeah. what it is with Portland. I think. Even though I, yeah, and this is on. just a theory. This probably has whole. This is no education, sure, no research. No, we got time sure. for this. You're halfway kind of between Northern California and Seattle, right? Right. And if anybody's been to Seattle, yeah. it is a complete shithole. The highest it is suicide rate in the world. P- pretty high. Pretty high. Not not. It's not the city's not a shithole, but the weather there is constantly raining <sighs> and drizzly. That. I love that. And dark and gray. And they've equated hours of sunlight to. Depression sure. and all that right. stuff. Yeah, so. Right. But then you have Northern California, which is gorgeous, right? Great sunlight, beautiful, right. probably some of the best weather in the country. So I think in Portland, you get this mixture of people who are pissed off at the weather and people who love the weather. And it kind of just blends into this kind of, we don't know what the fuck we are. I think you've got also uh, an affluent set of people there because there's sort of a technology thing there that's kind of watered down Seattle. I think they want to be Northern California and they don't want to be Seattle. And don't, and don't want to be so they try so hard to kind of fit in the middle. Yeah. You know, they, they have the same. Um, how many times have y'all been to Portland? I've been there. Five. I've been there Five many times. times. Okay. I've been yeah. there now uh, three times. Yeah. Okay. Um, they do have the same exact, uh, especially 
if you're kind of a local here to Austin, they do have the same uh, mentality there in Portland of they don't like outsiders. Just like we rallied against Californians uh, we, coming here, right. they don't want Californians there, but right. the Californians move there in droves. Now, I do have a theory about this, which goes that in when the 60s started dying out yeah. and all the hippies started leaving California, we already know that there was a huge influx here. Mm-hmm. With a huge amount of Californians that came here in the in the 70s and in early 80s. Um, and there was a huge influx there. And I hate to say it, and I hate to give them credit, but California kind of bred create a, a weird sense of creativity that caused Austin to be the weird, quote, you know, weird it is. And the same thing with Portland. I mean, Portland, the, the keep Austin weird, you know, that's not in Austin, that that's ours? a that's Portland. That's Portland. Portland I did, had I didn't that, know that same yeah, before. Yeah. Had thing. You know, but it's funny because when you go to Dallas, right? So, so you could probably say people from California. Let, let's just say half went to Austin, half went to Dallas, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. So you go to Dallas now, and there's so many fucking thirty thousand dollar millionaires there, right? Who have never been outside of Texas, right? But want to be in L.A. so bad. The nouveau riche, exactly. Yeah. They couldn't cut it over there. Well, and, and so they they want they want to have all the things that people in California people in California come to Texas to get away from that. They're getting away from state taxes and all that kind of stuff, and right. it's so much cheaper to come here. And then right. I think the other half that came to Austin was kind of like the fuck it, man. I just want to go have a good time and hang out and not have to go and be in a town like I just left. So I'm gonna go to Austin where people grow beards and, and are fucking weird. You know, and if you get south of fucking Congress, you get a bunch of hippies down there, and it, it's just like Portland. It's just like you know, <laughs> a lot you, of that I'm Northern California. See, Brian stuff. is pointing at me right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, Bob is a quintessential example for this. But it's just it's 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 funny to me that within a what is Dallas from here? Three hours, three hour yeah, drive, three hours, yeah, three and a half. You have such a different dynamic of Californians that go to Dallas and Californians that come here. It's it a, a huge different kind of person. So it's much a different kind of person. Uh, also, the if you think about the environment and climate, especially in Fucking Austin, eight, is very similar to Dude, California. Yep, it yep. is very similar, you know, uh, and uh, uh, I, I could literally rant about this all day, but. Uh, Going downtown, I went, I actually went downtown for South by Southwest Today. yesterday. 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 And. Uh, With what purpose? Okay, let me put it. Oh, to we, go hear oh, a band? Or? We, no, no. We, uh, me and my girlfriend were helping somebody move into Flatstock. They have a, they have a booth at Flatstock. Wh- what is um, Flatstock? Uh, Flatstock is. I know, but. It's the uh, concert poster uh, expo. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, that. Uh, Cesar Chavez over there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's at like the convention get, center. You can get prints. You can get yes. lithographs. Like cool yeah. shit. Yeah. And uh, by the way, go visit Lala Land's booth. They are amazing. Um, um, expand on that. Lala oh, Land. Lala is Land uh, is is owned by a friend of my girlfriend. Okay. And um, it's and what do they do? They they do posters. They do um they do concert posters in California. They do some for the Staples Center there. Design is, or is reprint? That, uh, both. Is that okay. la, la, like both. L.A. L.A.? I think so. I think so. I didn't ask. I didn't want to say it. But I'm I'm gonna give you an example. We went to we went to the Ironworks for barbecue yesterday. Okay. And surprised you could this, even get in. This very cute young girl in front of me had a big red in her hand, and she turned to me and she goes, "Do you know what this is?" Yes, and put I it in said, your mouth. I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, it's it's a big red. And she goes, well, I mean, what is it? Uh, it crushed me from what? the inside. It crushed me from the inside. You know, it, 
It, uh, it, you mean she she had never had one? Well, Big Red is a Texas thing. There's not much Big Red outside of Texas. There really isn't. There really isn't. There really is not. There, there's definitely not Big Red in California. I, right. I, I've got a real problem. I'm going to have to shut the whole podcast down <laughs> and go outside for a few minutes. Wow. Okay. I thought that was... I figured it was no big red is a very very uh, it's a it's a Texas thing it's made here in Texas sickly sweet you don't really see it outside you don't even see it in Louisiana and it's but you don't really see and re- I think I think education st- in stuff Louisiana. like that <laughs> I think it pisses off a lot of Californians because they come here right and Cali- a lot of California they, they're know it alls I spent a lot of time in L A and I spent a lot of time in San Francisco San Diego I, oh do you and yeah you're in the music business. I can tell you that these guys, you know, they have this kind of chip on their show, like, oh, we're L.A., we, you know, we, we know everything. <laughs> and then when they come here and they find, like... Like a loudmouth New Because Texas almost. is really its own country, right? I mean... True. It, I tell uh, people, fifth I, largest GNP. I tell people planet. all the time, mm-hmm. I, I do, when I travel worldwide, people are like, oh, well, what's it like in the United States? You can travel to the four different directions Corners of the United of the States, States different in every and it's place. like going to different countries. Different accents, different foods, different drinks. It's no different than jumping on a plane and going somewhere internationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that coming here, a lot of Californians get, I don't want to say pissed off, but maybe aggravated that, oh, there's shit going on down here that we're not doing in California. That's kind of <laughs> cool. You know what like, I mean? Like, man, kinda, like manners. Like manners. Yeah, and manners. Big Red. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, how come we didn't have this? We're California. We, sh- you know, we pay 25% state tax and 60% of our check goes to fucking taxes yeah we also have one of the literally one of the worst education systems in the entire nation yeah, but california should love that because they're not yeah. smart at all so <laughs> yeah that's such a weird thing i, I wonder yeah. why those man who know? i don't know they probably all got accepted to ut that's probably why they're coming here yep t sips <laughs> i i do want to uh, i do want to say something about south by southwest please do please do okay so um because yeah, we, we i, I learned i learned about a band i've never heard before and i'm glad i heard about them and i'm glad about the way i heard about them okay there's a band called speedy ortiz and they're named after a character in a comic book called uh, love and rockets which is uh, it's it's actually done by these guys i think they're called the hernandez brothers or whatever isn't there a band called love and rockets that's named after there the, is yeah. after the comic book yep. really good god i love that band and you know they're touring again, by the way. They are. Uh, what was their con- uh, Condoleezza? Um, they had one song, Condoleezza Railroad, or something like oh, that. Oh, did they? I didn't. Lo- it's one of my favorite. I, I had a buddy that introduced me that I song. I was Love like and Rockets 12. did that. Don't know what color your eyes are, baby. But you- yeah, that's Love and Rockets. It's Love and Rockets. But they Rockets. also have this uh, song called Condoleezza I know, Railroad or something. Rockets. I don't remember the name of it. Well, if you're listening, I'm pointing at Jake and not, <laughs> not to introduce your story, but that made me think of that. Man. Oh, um, well, I yeah. love that comic book. The Hernandez brothers, which are the brothers that do it, are they're amazing. And it was like a punk rock comic book when I was younger. So when I heard the band Speedy Ortiz, I was like, all right, this sounds cool. But on top of that, what they did is Hannibal Burris. I think we all know who he is, the comic. He uh, wanted to drum, doesn't dr- does not play drums at all, but he wanted to drum in a band. And Speedy Ortiz put out a tweet to him and said, if you want to come, come to the Mohawk and you can drum for our band. And he drummed for him yesterday. Live? Yep. Today. Uh, this was did, uh, yesterday. Did he have yesterday. any skills? or was None. It? Zero. Absolutely can Never played There's the drums no ever in his freaking life. Was he but good? if you hear them, if you listen to them, ah, drums are a secondary. They really are. They're, they're really good. I like listening to them. But the drumming, eh, I'm sure he did just a fine job. I could probably get up there and do that. You know why that, they did that sound guy turning power. that shit yeah. off and going, well, listen to this. He went on Jimmy Kimmel that night because, uh, you know, Kimmel's here in town. 
He won Jimmy Kimmel, and he couldn't remember their name. He couldn't remember Mohawk's name? No, he couldn't remember Speedy Ortiz. He played on stage with I them. I think he's a big and drinker, And couldn't dude. remember them. Oh, I'm sure. He loves New Orleans. He admits it. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, Hannibal, Hannibal Burris. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no question about it. Yeah. Well, well find me a comic that isn't. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that just goes with being a comic. Shocker. I bet he smokes weed, too. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Well, yeah. Didn't we, we? We had a conversation about comics this last week. About trying to get comics to do the podcast. When I think Hannibal Burris, all I can think about is him breaking that story about the cause being so fucking yeah. weird. He, he got death threats. He got death from, threats. From what he said about Cosby. about Cosby. Really? I don't know why I got, got death, death threats. threats. I don't like death threats. Every time I get death threats, y'all fucking make fun of me and all that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hannibal Burris. Is that your Hannibal Burris impression? Mm-hmm. That's the best I can do. <laughs> you have to turn around and talk to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that, I think that was really cool. I listened to Speedy Ortiz all day today. I loved him. Yeah, it's, really, really, it's really cool to hear stories like that because, and, and Upshaw can, can vouch for this, and I just met Bob fucking three hours ago. You know, Southwest is or South by Southwest isn't what it used to be. It's not different. At all. It's not at all. you know, it's, it's just it's, as fun, but it's, it, it's, it is different. Now it's like a Bourbon Street when you go down the Sixth Street late night, and there's no mm-hmm. badges needed. Yeah, you, we've been found out. Yeah. yeah. So, but it used to be you couldn't go into really any club in Austin without a South by Southwest badge. Well, you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, think about this. Okay, so '92 was the first year of South by Southwest, and it was also the first year I went. And that and the was the year. Was Eighteen dollars. Oh, it was nothing. It was nothing. And I knew the door guide emos got in. No problem. Didn't really know him, know him, but knew him enough to where I was like, "Hey, man, can I come in?" Johnny Cash. That's where they filmed Johnny I'm Cash. Right. Planet Emos was yeah. that year. And I'm not saying that you can't get in, but right. I was saying, you know, back when I used to go a lot, and this was probably six, seven, eight, nine years ago. Unless you had a bad, it's hard. most of the it's good hard. places. You, you're. It's just the opposite now. Now you now go. There's no reason to I don't, have it. I don't right. buy a badge now, and, and the reason is, is and you're a media guy. And, and the reason is, is because everything that's cool is private anyway. Right. You know, you, you can get a badge and go listen to some great tunes, but for the most part, it's going to be the same thing over and over. But what I do like about South by Southwest is, that's different this year is is stuff like that. Is is these guys that are using with the social media that's out now with the Twitter and the Facebook and and doing those type of things and saying, hey, you never played drums, but come play for us. Right. To me, that's cool as shit. Like, I, I think that's... Use the star power. Well, look at, like look at my son. My son has no badge, and he's seen some fantastic shows. Yeah, what did you I say mean, today? He saw, he saw Action Bronson. He saw... Um, uh, who did he see? He saw uh, Young Lean. He saw... Is that uh, a rap artist? Yeah, that is a rap artist. Yes, it is. Um, he saw Spoon. Well, me and him have seen Spoon a he number of times. He saw Spoon today. He saw Spoon... Day before yesterday. Tough to do. Yeah. It is tough. Even nowadays, without South by Southwest, it's hard to see yeah, Spoon. But you did know? he meet Jesse Jackson? Because <laughs> I did. Was Jesse Jackson here? Jesse Jackson was Shut here. Shut up. And uh, so one thing that I do, and I've been in the music business for 13 years. When I first started coming to South by Southwest. My there was st- one Indian in the My strategy, <laughs> my strategy was go to the Four Seasons Lobby. And sit there all day long because that's where all the big people stay, right. and that's where you run into people. And Shoreline Grill also has their big exactly thing there. Yes, so I would sit there and see all these celebrities walk in, and I'd go up to them and introduce myself and tell them what I was doing and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And this, so two days ago, I came in for some meetings, 
with some friends who I've met and have some business stuff going on with. And Jesse Jackson walks in, which I love it. I why love is it. Jesse Jackson it. at South by let, Southwest? Let him finish. Oh, you haven't heard his band? He so, <laughs> right. The, the Jesse Jackson project. It's, a super oh, group. it's called the R- Rainbow Coalition project. It's fantastic. <laughs> Nouveau funk. It's amazing. It's in triple it's, ACP. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so he's going around and introducing, you know, total politics, going around and introducing yeah. himself. Glad-handing. Shaking, shaking people's hands, you know, like people are impressed by him. And a lot of people are. Um, Naturally. Sure. He's Jesse Jackson. He's right. a celebrity. He's the rev. He is a celebrity. He is. At this point, he's, he's And he knows what he's doing. He's like that preacher that's asking for $65 million for a G6, although he probably already has a G6. <laughs> Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so... He comes in and just starts walking table to table, talking to people, shaking hands and stuff like that. Networking. Yeah. And he comes to our table and I meet him and shake his hand up. But I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what the fuck do I have to talk to Jesse Jackson about? Nothing. I'm a half Mexican, you half white given dude him from a San Antonio. <laughs> I, I'm i wasting your fucking time, bro, talking to me. Because I ain't got shit to say to you. You ain't got shit to say to me. So, I mean, I'm not black. I got no problem with any race issues going on. I, Jesse just needs to get a little more efficient with who he's hanging out with. Is what I'm saying. Use Maybe. his time a little bit more. Use yeah, his yeah. networking a little yeah. bit more wisely. Hey, a half Mexican, half no. white guy from San Antonio, you probably should not sit and talk to me very long because right. you don't have shit to offer me, and I don't have shit to offer right. you. And at the Four Seasons. And at the Four Seasons. Really? Yeah. 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 yeah there's a huge. Yeah. There's a yeah. huge uh, black Levin, demographic at the. Eleven hundred dollars a night to stay at the Four Seasons. By the way, this is, is that what this it runs? So this, this during week, South by Southwest, eleven hundred dollars a night. I I would bet you that during ACL also it's it runs about it's that. It's probably the same. Yeah. Eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. Mother effer. And probably during <laughs> you know any other week you're probably at four, five hundred, six hundred a night. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Hey, uh, let's fuck up some commas, take a break. I gotta take a piss, fill up this drink, good, and uh, good, when we good, come good. back, what are we doing? You tell uh, me. Let's do a... Uh, I'm, I'm actually a little excited about Sherpa's Plight. Okay. Let's get into that. Sherpa's Plight. We're uh, destroying the hell out of Mount Everest. Cows peeing on people's heads. Uh, <laughs> I've got stats from Playboy, and... Uh, okay, we're good to go. Yeah, we'll get to nice. two of those. Excellent. <laughs> fuck up some commas, fool. We don't get no fucks, yeah. Go fill my cup, yeah. Bitch, go fill my cup, yeah. You heard that the songs, baby. I'm cool with the convicts. The cooler like Akon. Fuck out the bomb shit. Fuck out some commas. And fuck out some commas, yeah. And fuck out some commas. And fuck out some commas, yeah. Hundred thousand to a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand on a hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand by a hundred thousand. A million dollars have money show. Pretty, pretty, get it, pretty, run it, pretty, read it, admit it, read it, slit it, fit it. Let's have a money shower right now. Let's have a money shower right now. Let's go. 
So that we don't get fucking hit up with uh, attorney's fees, these are brought to you by Playboy Magazine. (laughs) Where'd you pull this song out of? Uh, This is actually... uh, We all know who this is. Temple of the Dog. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, were you asking me who it was? Yeah, I was. If you can't recognize Chris Cornell's voice, yeah, then you don't need to fit, stop listening to this podcast right now and go fuck yourself. <laughs> cool. How about that? I love it. Okay. Uh, funny business is the topic, and uh, the number of clown-related incidents in metropolitan uh, London in one year, last year, was how many? Bop. I'm going to go clown-related incidents? Yeah. I'm going to go with 12. Uh, Mr. Jake, in London, yeah, in London. I think it's much higher than that. Yeah, you remember that guy that was doing all that weird shit, yeah, like yeah, just yeah. showing up and Where hanging out. standing across? like next to a road. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm sir. going. Uh, I'm going 43. Ooh, that's real high. 117. What? Yeah. What? In Are the there prison. even that many clowns around? Yeah, but how many of those were the same dude that just got out of jail and then Probably went fucking 100. pedophiled again? Or the or. Did they all get out of the same car? What? <laughs> hey, I said it. I said it. Nice. Hey, oh, I said it. I said it. <laughs> that was 117 <laughs> tickets written at one incident is what that was. He's here all night, folks. His left hand for that one. His name's Bob, folks. He'll be here all night long. What percentage of Americans that have been surveyed have consulted a horoscope? Uh, Robert? I think it's fair to be high. I, th- I think even people who don't... You're going to uh, shoot it high and you're going to be wrong. Oh, I'm still going to go high. I'm going to go 70%. Mr. Jake? Is this on a on a daily basis? Uh, or just whatever? I guess if you walked up to a man on the street and said, would you consult a horoscope right now? I don't think it's that high. I, oh, see, I, if you did it like that, I, it'd be low. Yeah, because I, nobody I, wants to admit. I think that. like thirty percent. Yeah, it's twenty-seven percent. Yeah, I think twenty-seven percent of Americans have consulted a horoscope. Um, what percentage of those people have actually sought advice from a psychic? Bobby Brown. I want to go even lower because I don't think this is another thing where I don't think people like to admit it. So I'm going to go with twenty-two percent. I think it's lower than that. I'm going to go with twelve. It's eleven percent. On fire! On fire! (laughs) On fire! Okay, what percentage of people agree? This is from Playboy magazine. uh, What percentage of Americans agree that Bigfoot is a real creature that has yet to be discovered by science? Thirty. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go seventeen. It's. The answer is 21% of Americans oh, agree that Bigfoot... Are you kidding me? 20 out of 100 people say Bigfoot's a real goddamn okay. thing? <laughs> Remember when hey. we talked about those Californians moving to Texas and hippies <laughs> and shit like that? Hey, he is spotted in the Pacific uh, Northwest right, a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know what? When you're we, in Seattle... We find new species every day. We find new we find new insects. We find new bacteria. Apparently, and there's thousands that they say we've never even discovered yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you remember, 
on one of these episodes, we talked about how many species go extinct every day. Every day. It's every day. Fuck, yes. It's, it's crazy. Shit yes. Yes. No, they may be the size of your fucking But it's like the head. fucking European cockroach, so who gives a fuck, you know? It's but right. No shit. Mm-hmm. I hate cockroaches. Dick fucking assholes. Uh, I had one, on I had one run across my mouth one time. Oh, gross. Oh, horrible. I just think they're pointless. Punk rock house. Why the fuck do you, or cockroaches even invented? They're good for nothing. <laughs> True. Uh, eating crap like flies. No. Uh, what no. percentage of Americans <laughs> believe that... UFOs are probably spaceships from other worlds. Uh, Bobby Brown. I'm going to go 50-50. Yeah, I, I think this one's up there. Um, I'm going to go 37. Both of you are right. Jake, you're real fucking close again. 40%. What? 40% of Americans believe that, that pe- UFOs are spaceships from other worlds. That pizza was m- made by somebody in Mensa. Can I that's, oh, what, shit, that's what it was. Man, this guy. <laughs> it's the six pieces. Uh. <laughs> Can I sidebar real quick and tell you a... Absolutely, uh, you may, my friend. I'm going to name drop on you here, though. Oh, boy. Now I'm interested. So when I was on tour with a... I'm not going to name the band. I'll do it. Matchbox 20. Okay. I mean, you were doing management for them, so... So when I was on tour with them in 08, we had a uh, guitar tech. Yeah. So he will uh, make sure that all guitars that are to be used during the show are tuned and have sure, new right. strings, etc. And, and right. it jumps on stage in case something goes wrong with one. It comes, right. grabs it. Yeah. Does he also... Go on. So he always carried this backpack with him. And I, I didn't really talk to the guy for... We, we had 38 U.S. dates, 15 Australian dates, and then like okay. 17 U.K. dates. I didn't really ever talk to the guy. And one day I got 60 times. Jake's had a, a chance to talk to him. I got stuck in catering with this guy <laughs> towards the end of the tour. And so I asked him, I said, and this, I mean, literally he goes to the bathroom. He has his backpack. When we get on the vans to go to the shows, he has a backpack. When he standing next to the stage, bringing guitars out, he it's has weed. a backpack. It's gotta be weed. So I asked him porn. I was like, Hey man, you always have that backpack. Like what's in it? So he was one of these guys who was convinced that the government was coming and the, so this backpack was full of survival gear. He had like oh, some berries. Any moment he was ready to go. He had like some berries in there that he could live off of for 25 days. He had water. He had everything. Like if he had to hightail it to the mountains because the government came after him, he could. Which, which is kind of messed <laughs> really? up in its own right. But getting to the UFO uh, point. Is it messed up though? That part maybe not. Is this it? next part is. Okay. In my mind. And maybe he's right. Maybe he's right and we're messed up. Right. Who knows? So we started talking about, because he really believed in UFOs. And, and he started talking about Roswell and all that kind of stuff. And the government's hiding the Area 51 and all yes, that kind of stuff. Yes. But he goes, you know what, Jake? He goes, they're not coming here. He goes, they're trying to leave. They're already here. And they're trying to get, get off of this planet off. back to their planet. <laughs> he goes, I, I don't think that UFOs come and come to our yeah, world i think our society, world is what the hell do i think trying to flee. we already have aliens in our world and they're trying to get the fuck out okay that brings me to a really really good point did you hear i think it was stephen hawkins who said that he he was not um he probably I, I put a percent him, number on it like he was not excited planets. no he wasn't excited about our exploration to other planets because I think his his thing was, well, we already fucked up this planet. What do you think we're going to do? We're just going to go fuck up. We're just going to go fuck up another planet. That's what we're going. Here's my thing. Like cockroaches. Right. Yeah. They're pointless. First off. 
there's no planet anywhere close to us, or we've already right in our solar system. And do you know how long it's going to take for us to travel to a planet outside of our solar mm-hmm. system? Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I don't even think it's possible. We could, we could find a, a, a planet fucking ten Dagobah systems away that <laughs> <Dagobah>. says, <laughs> "Hey, this." I is, just got a Star Wars hard on. Just yeah. then. good for you. This is just <laughs> like uh, you know, planet Earth, and we found life there. Mm-hmm. You could put somebody on there when they're five years old; they're going to be dead by the time we get there. Mm-hmm. So. In reality, if we can spold, fold uh, space time. Oh, yeah. Well, space, what the is space it? What time is it? continuum. Yeah, where they take. Uh, what you, is it? You talking Nobody about, can see this. Yeah, put your pen the, through it. Yeah. You're folding, talking about, about yeah. Doc, yeah, fold a piece of paper in yeah. half and then. Yeah, that shit works in the movies, man. This ain't yeah, fucking Robert Back Black to the Future. That, yeah. We don't have the Emmett Brown working on our fucking shit over here. It doesn't. I'm not, it, <laughs> yeah, and I would say. I would be the first to say, I do I believe that there's other life forms? Has to be. There has to be. Yes. The universe is too big for us to be the only people. Now, is that life form necessarily human? I don't know. Is it, is it bacteria? Is it Who knows? But is there other life forms? I think absolutely. Are we ever going to meet these life forms? And would they crash a spaceship into our fucking Are we ever, blue bar? Let, me, let no. me say this. Are we ever going to meet them by us discovering them? I don't think no, so. No. No, they're I gonna, agree. They're going to have agree. to discover us. True, but that's not the point of visiting other planets. It's to well, discover other, people. Sure, but this like Mars mission, this this that's one doomed. way, this yeah. one way ticket to. We write checks for everything. Did you say else? it was Why just not? like Dune? It's doomed. doomed. Oh, I thought it's. Like, yeah, I thought a you big said, thing. I think it's out. like the movie Dune, where they're going to go and there's going to be fucking worms and shit that just come spikes. out of there, like, just fucking spikes and like shit. tremors. We're gonna say. Yeah, exactly. Like the movie. Yeah. No, we're just going there to mine spice, just like in Dune. <laughs> mine the spice. Listen, if there's a shirtless sting there, I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah. Because he was in Dune, right? Wasn't he? And he was shirtless. I got oh. some people I nominate for that trip, by the way, but I would never go on a one-way trip. <laughs> who, who would you send? Not as a condemnation, but if you had five people oh, to send to Mars. My, you really want to do this? No, I don't. <laughs> I do. My son. <laughs> I'd send him all the way. Well, he can't cost me money. Mine are all political and celebrity <laughs> factors. Okay. Fair enough. Well, if my son goes to Mars, he can't cost me money. So That's a good just, actually, just be there. And we're actually, there. you could probably <laughs> sue for loss of shit. Probably make some money. Uh, and then you know I would I would interstellar Skype him and make it rain on myself at the <laughs> yeah, same time. Exactly. Be like, ha, bitch, this is what's going on yeah. with me. Yeah. After after his three year trip to Mars or whatever, a year and a half trip to Mars. Why is there always a dark side of their communications in the future? Like, they're like, well, we can't talk to headquarters for another fourteen hours. You think well, we'd have? Oh. It's still well, it's you know, it's, that's just Hollywood. It used to be like that with with. Us, I think actually, the dark side of the moon. There was, there was, uh, I'm trying to think who was it. There was an astronaut who was rotating around Earth. He's one of the very first to actually do uh, a bunch of complete orbits. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember his name. I wish sure. I could. He was Russian, but though, there I was think. no, he's a black dude. He was an American black dude, and there were 14 minutes of silence he would have. Mm-hmm. In which he had no yeah. communication with anybody. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, though? Think about it. You know, we have cell phones now, but even if we think back to when we had landlines, just that. Think about this. He had no communication with anybody, anything at all for 
14, 15 minutes. Then. I would think that he goes, all right, I'm going to go up there, and this may happen, and I may die, and yeah. I don't oh, yeah. give a damn. Yeah, yeah, I already, you know. Well, well I, I've always recommended people to read the right stuff. Yeah. It's an Great amazing, book. amazing Absolutely book. incredible. I agree. Tom Wolfe, he really did mm-hmm. capture everything that, that went on in their lives and the frustration and even the doubt they had of getting in this rocket and going into space. It was pretty damn amazing. That's pretty ballsy. I mean, think right now if someone <sighs> yes. said, hey, we're going to put you on a rocket and we're going to blast your ass up at this amount of speed, at this amount of rate. We're going to slingshot you around a couple planets. And, you, and no one's ever done <laughs> this before. Worry. And we think that this ship will stay in orbit due to gravity, but we're not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can stick it up your ass. Yeah. Take that rocket, sign that son of a bitch up. You know the first word spoken from the moon? Houston. <laughs> the eagle has landed. <laughs> H Town represent what? Mm-hmm. That's right. Straight from the SWAT. Uh, would you like to shift a little bit? Guys? Yeah, I, and I'm sorry to sidebar and get us completely off track there from the. Uh, oh, no, actually, it was really good. Yeah, but yeah. the. Uh, oh, you did great. There's a show you and I watched today, Jake, uh, called Walking Denial. This yes. guy uh, started at the headwaters of the Nile, uh, walked 4,250 miles or 5,000 kilometers for you fucking Canadian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we're the only people who don't use why it. You, you do it? realize that. We're the why only you, people who don't you use metric system. Why Canadians, bro? Yeah, why are you so angry about that? We're the different ones here. Not <laughs> The rest of the world is normal. You're right. So anyway, I, most of those uh, adventurer shows, th- it's staged. There's sure. obviously a camera crew there and it's scripted. all that stuff. Sure. All reality shows. But the second episode I watched, they're walking through the savannah because they... Not the savannah. Either, it was either the that... The Sahara. Sahara. No, the savannas in South Sudan. Fuck off. Oh, there is. Yeah. Okay, it my, was either right. that or slug through a fucking... Um, what do you call it? A, a swamp. Anyway, temperatures got up to 120. Some guy hit... Uh, what do you call it? Like a... Heat? Like a heat, yeah. Stroke. Yeah. A heat, heat stroke, stroke. Yeah. He fucking died. He did from the show. On the show, yeah. It was like two um, but British. Did he, but did he really die? I know, right? Anyway, I don't he goes, know if I've got that two would options. be. We can call the Sudanese Rangers, and they'll be here. Maybe you think within eighteen be... hours, or I can call my chopper, which he did have online. Uh, and he goes, and it'll take him four hours to get here. You think? And the motherfucker died. You think that show airs in? Sudan? Yes. I think it's more likely TV's for it to air there than it is here, as a matter of fact. No. I mean, th- well, think about European. Think about European and Asian TV. Nobody has TVs there. Oh, they're like my house? <laughs> when A&E sends you to Sudan, it is not to push the show in Sudan. No, this is true. It's to get. It's to work the American public and going, dude, that's real because that dude died. That dude's at home right so now drinking fucking... Seriously, well, he it's died. the first one I've seen Coffee, in a long donut. time that I felt like was actually kind of real. Because Bear Grylls, when I saw him get that, fucking... Bear Grylls was all bullshit. And I will yes. agree with you yeah. on this. We all, everybody knows it. I will That's agree with you on knowledge. this one because I watched that yeah, show thanks. as well. That, that show was probably more realistic than all the other reality shows I've seen. Because he did have to do a bunch of things. And it did show, like the part where it's talking about his feet being all fucked up from the... Walking so yeah, much. Yeah, a blister mm-hmm. on top of a blister. I, I mean, it actually shows all that stuff. So you just don't. That's not. You can't. You know. Small arms fire. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think. Uh, I think it's it's more realistic than everything. 
but it's still entertainment. Well, I can tell you this. It's still reality. Through my girlfriend, I know somebody who has been very involved in the reality TV market. Really? Yes. And at least the the little bit, you don't really, uh, I I guess I'm different because I've never really circulated in that kind of uh it's not our business it's yeah not our line yeah of business. yeah and, and but the little bit i've talked to her about this it's all fake as fuck i can, man. I can tell you this well, yeah, it's all i super know fake. but if somebody's dying i don't that's i have spoken not. to one of the top reality guys in mm-hmm. the world and he told me the key to reality tv there's three c's character comedy conflict if you oh, can yeah. do those oh, yeah. three C's, you will have a successful reality show. Think about how far we've come from the first real world. Yeah. Think about totally. how reality TV has changed. And I have a, I, actually, one of my best friends in the whole world was a cameraman on the real world. And all of that shit was scripted. And all that it shit was, was taken one? in Which several shots. The one here in Austin, actually. <sighs> and it, actually, he did a couple of them, but the one here in Austin, and they. They would reshoot some stuff like, no, 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 you messed that up. Let's, let's go do, punch him in the let's, face again. Let's do that I again. think I can say this because I think the statute of limitation is probably way run out on this. Seven years. And nobody cares. Seven years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares. Me and, my, me and my son one night, I got pretty buzzed. And me and my son one night went and egged at that house nice. during the filming. Egged. Yeah, during the filming. Yeah, yeah. that's a Mexican yeah. restaurant or something, isn't it? Yeah, uh, no, it, it was a steak. What, what's that UT football player? Uh, steakhouse. So, uh, Vince Young? Vince Young Steakhouse, yeah. It was that. Oh. But no, like whenever it was the real world house, me and him, we parked over on Congress. We had Boy. ski masks. We Boy. had dark hoodies. And Fucking me and him ran over there. God, he was... He had to have been nine, maybe, maybe eight or nine. That's a good. That's good parenting. If I, you if, like that? That's you great, like, great, I said great example. If I great may example. sidebar real quick, uh, oh. this is a retraction from a statement we made two podcasts ago on mm-hmm. episode thirty-six. We were calling the defensive region of uh, hockey the crisp and the. You cut. just remember that it's the crease. It's the crease. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Fucking hockey thing. Uh, yeah, but uh, real world. Come on now. All right, real talk. Welcome to now. He's done. Really? He found it. Okay. So they show the dead body? Can we go to Sherpas? We went. And can I say, can I just say the ending of that show is very non dramatic? No kidding. By the way. Oh, really? Like it builds up to this whole you walk 5,000 miles and I don't know if I can get through this last checkpoint. And then the fucking governor of the town meets you and walks with you the last (laughs) half mile or something. Of course. Of course. Payola, Jake. Payola. Oh, yeah, this absolutely. We can talk about Sherpas because we are fucking up Mount Everest. So did you see this program? I didn't see. I read an article. I read an article in uh, Scientific America about how not only are we are they literally walking through feces at this point because so many people so many people have uh, it's. It's just a nor- Mount Everest is a normal ascent now. It's just a normal thing for people to do. I mean, you know, people with no legs do it. Blind people do it, you know. And there's so much shit and piss on top of walking over because people have died, dead bodies. You can't pack it out. Right. Yeah, I saw this thing the other day, and uh, it, it was a line of 100 people walking I up saw to that. do that. I saw and that. And they said, yeah. and uh, it was Brian Gumbel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Brian Gumbel goes, what's the scene like at the, at the summit? He goes, uh, about 30 people. I almost couldn't even get up there mm-hmm. and hang out. And he goes, everybody's ascending with uh, oxygen and uh, Sherpas and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just a normal thing. Now. I mean, there's some there's some Sherpas who have climbed Mount Everest 20, 30, 40 times. Yeah. The- That's exactly that. The article I, I read, as a matter of fact, talked about how there are Sherpas who it's it's a normal, it's just a normal damn thing. Well, it doesn't make it any less of a, accomplishment yes it you know how hard think, it is i think the human body though at that altitude gets you it's it's much easier for them than it is because you know when you go climb mount everest you have to stay at base camp for like two or three months before yeah, you acclimate, even climb yeah, yeah. you stay at one level for a couple of months and then you go up to another i mean it's a four or five month process you don't just fly in, go Especially, to Mount Everest, and climb the fuck. Really? Yeah, if you're a rich yeah. Jew from Manhattan, yeah, no, it, you, out, yeah. it's it's months. It's racist. You go and you stay at a certain altitude and let your body acclimate, and then you go up a little higher, and then you go up to the second base camp, and then the third base camp, and then eventually you get to a point where okay, over the next two because days, because of thinning of oxygen, right, and Over the next two days, we're going to summit. Yep. But it's it's not like a weekend over the weekend type. Well, thing. do you well, remember I know that book Into Thin Air? What he was talking about yeah, John was John Carcar. The, yeah. the uh, where people were throwing out oxygen bottles. That's way different from what's happening now with crap and just trash. Just trash is just, just littering it, you know, on top of the fact that I think the Sherpas are, I think there's the kind of a big kind of protest unionizing thing with the Sherpas because they are not getting paid shit to do this. So why don't the Sherpas get some Sherpas to pump some shit out? Say what? I didn't understand a word of that, but I'm excited. Why don't the Sherpas get some Sherpas to hump the shit out? You can't do Sherpa too On deep. Top of sh- no way. Sherpa. Why can't you? Sher- sh- sher- sherpa. I'm sherpa. half Mexican, and I've seen Mexicans go four or five deep before. So <laughs> fucking Sherpa can't go too deep. Then they need to get some Mexicans up there. Is what I'm saying. I've seen Caymanians <laughs> hire Jamaicans to do the very same job. Yeah. Same thing. I am actually surprised that... Well, okay. A, I'm not surprised the Sherpas don't get paid shit. Because yeah. I, I just always imagine a Europeans, Asians, and Africans bear. getting paid you know, shit it is for funny, everything. As expensive as it is to climb Mount Everest, because it's not cheap. By the time you fly there, stay in all these things. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. it, I read somewhere that the average cost to climb Everest is like 150 grand. A lot and of people it, have that to throw away. Sure. Well, if you're going to go climb Mount Everest, I mean, you have to be able to have money to not work for, you know, months at a time. You have to be able to get there. You have to be able to have all this fancy equipment. I would be pissed off if I was a Sherpa, too, going, you guys are spending all this money and I'm doing all the work and ain't getting shit. Now, the problem is you live in Tibet. You have no so you're kind of fucked. You have no say mm-hmm. in what happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you breathe already. Yak already, you're yeah. you're down. There's a reason the economic scale. You're a yeah. Sherpa because yeah. it's the only fucking job available. Yeah, you. Yeah, that is the only job. That's it. <sighs> that pays. Are you uncomfortable again? Uh, uh, I feel bad for the downtrodden sometimes. That that whole social thing hits me sometimes. I just I feel. But think about you know, what they'd but, be doing if they weren't doing that. Even making the little money that they were making, right. they wouldn't be making shit. Right. And they would be eating fucking feces. Hey, you know um, they use nu- it for firewood. That's nutrient. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Water buffaloes. It. Just, it. I just. <laughs> this is this is my hipster mentality taking over which is fine i f- i feel i feel bad that we fucking ruin shit all the go- we ruin the novelty of shit all the time and and 
uh, it's not saying that climbing Mount Everest is, is a novelty, but it is it is a unique thing. I, I couldn't do it. There's no fucking way I could do it. There's no way. Uh, and I think about you spend this money to do this. And, and, and for what? This a time, fucking selfie at the top. Yeah, of the, at the top of Mount Everest. Yeah. Literally, that's that's what it is now. It's it's a selfie at the top of Mount Everest. Well, it's it's an elitist thing, right? It's still the highest point in the world. You cannot get any higher than the top of Mount Everest. I have a question. Is that can you get really in a helicopter true, and just though? helicopter up there and drop? No, because the air is too thin for the helicopter. To, a chopper won't go up no. thirty five thousand feet. Nope. What if it had really big blades? <laughs> try it. it won't are, do it. Are you sure? Are you sure that's the highest point on Earth? It is the highest point. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. K two is the second. Denali is the third. Denali's not the third. What's the third then? Denali. You don't know. No. E- Escalade. Oh, sorry. Escalade's the you third. said Denali. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> I just Cadillac. had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, to jump out. You fuck. <laughs> Shut up just for a minute. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Oh, we've we've gone up a piece. Uh, yeah, Jake's, uh, I think I think on, on JillPodcast.com we should have a pizza meter, uh, and every time I eat a piece, just ding. Hey guys, you know this band? No, but they sound funky. It's not Wolf Mother. But I feel like they're kind of like that. I can hear it. I can um, hear it. It's called Caius, and it's a couple of the guys that were in Queens of the Stone Age. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was it the guy that gets to fuck Brody Doll? What? Yeah, the the lead singer Josh. Whatever. Josh. Uh, whatever. Yeah, he gets to. He is his wife is Brody Doll from um, a the Distillers. No, she's the hottest punk rock chick ever. Please In fact, y'all talk. I'll look it over. So anyway, th- these two guys. Uh, you know, they had that documentary where they go out there and record that stuff. 
somewhere in the middle of Arizona. Yeah. Anyway, a couple of these guys broke away and did this uh, band. Uh, and Josh, uh, whatever his name is, said, yeah, that's cool. He kind of gave it his blessing because they're kind of using his star power too. Sure. And then he comes back later and says, no, man, y- y'all can't do this shit. I want a piece of it. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so yeah. this band put out two albums, but they can't really tour under this name because I don't think they lawyered up the right way. I think they fucked up. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, you know what I th- what I think is why would he do that? He's already got all kinds of cash. I think there's two things on that side: arrogance, arrogance one, but two, I don't think they want to bite the hand that feeds them. I think they know that that's a fight that's not worth fighting. Because you can. Good lord. Uh, Bob's yeah. showing us a picture of <laughs> Brody Dahl. She uh, she was the uh, Josh, uh, lead uh, singer okay. of the Distillers. Okay. Oh my she god. She looked like a, a little bit like a Courtney Love. I think you say she kind of got a Courtney Love meets yeah. the Joker from uh, I Batman. See, I can look. see that. I can see that. Oh, you guys shut up. Want to choke her so bad? My, my thing with pictures like that uh-huh. of uh, Josh, is it homie? Home, homie, um, homie, home. My, my thing with pictures like that, like anytime somebody sets up a, a photo shoot, they're going to come out looking pretty good. And I'm wondering if she's just raunchy in the morning when you wake up or if, or is, she, is she really that good looking? Those seems pretty natural. I hope photos it's both to me. I yeah. hope it's both. Uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 I can deal with both. I think with with kind of rocker chicks like that, there's not a whole lot of touch up. I think they, I would want that raw. If I had a client that was, I would want that kind of raw, natural look. Because like that, that's what it is. When you when you go to country, yeah, touch that shit up. But when you're rock, I mean, you want that real. You like they've been thrown around a. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, a girl looks like she's just been crying like yeah. 20 minutes before this. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> okay, stats, guys. One, uh, a couple more. Can you can you handle this? Um, the price tag for the submarine sports car inspired by James Bond's submersible Lotus and sold by Hamaker Schlemmer, it can des- descend to depths of 33 feet and move at two knots. Pretty slow. What do you think the car costs? It's a and submarine it's, car. It's the, ori- it, it's the one that was in the movie? No, they just made it now. Oh, they just made it now. Hmm. Inspired by the James Bond movie. Um, it'll go two knots at 33 feet under. So it goes barely, just right on the Fucking surface. Fucking A. Like <laughs> just literally right on the surface. <laughs> I, I fish <laughs> deeper than that. Like, that's like <laughs> oh, This is a hard one. Um, I'm, I'm going to say less than a mil. And I'm gonna go somewhere right around maybe six hundred k. I'm gonna du- Jake. I'm, I'm gonna double. It. I'm gonna go one point two, one point three. It's two million dollars. Oh, see, I was gonna go in the million dollar range, but uh, well, it's that James. It's that James Bond brand on it too that adds mm, fucking yeah a million to it. Okay, do you guys remember a uh, website that got shut down uh, called Silk Road? 
I do. Okay. I do. Um, here are some prizes of things that you could buy on there. Okay. And I uh, would like to, you know, hit you up again. Okay. So on Silk Road, let's say five years ago when nobody, quote unquote, knew about it, going rates on the black market uh, before the feds shut it down, okay. a fake New Jersey driver's license, Jake. Mm, 250 I'm going to go five. Five hundred. Ninety-eight dollars. Oh, Ooh, that's cheap. A wow. fake Danish uh, Danish uh, passport, Jig. Oh, a, a passport? Fake Danish passport. I'm going to go fifteen hundred. Mm, I'm going to say if if the license were for ninety-eight, I'm going to say two fifty. Twenty-four hundred dollars. Uh, One hundred grams of Afghanistan heroin. Hold How on. much, Ooh. Mr. Jake? Hold on. How many grams again? A hundred grams. Okay, I'll do the math. Say it one more time. 100 grams <laughs> of Afghani fucking stank. Whatever it was, it was worth it. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm going to go 100 grams. That's a lot. 10 kiloliters. I don't even know what that is. I don't think that's right. It's 0. 0.001 kilograms. 100 grams. I have no idea. I'm going to throw a number out there, and I have no clue. Um, I'm not in, in the heroin market currently. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know. Uh, $2,000. $4,500. I was, gonna, oh, I was, get I you was thinking 7500 uh, Yeah. But. Yep. Okay. Well, that's weird, though. Afghani grass. It's funny to me that that's Afghani heroin. You yeah, guys is what that shot is. the uh, you shot the driver's license ID thing real high, but you shot the drugs real, real low. low. Yeah. It, it's it's a supply and demand thing. I, I think it's a re- to me in my head it's a regulation thing. Uh, it to me it seems like um, well, neither one passports are, are and licenses, passports and licenses are, and those seem. Um, They're not regulated in the black market. <laughs> Nothing's regulated. Exactly, that's my point. Hitmen aren't. You know, you could buy hitmen on Silk Road. Buy babies. Um, I no. think the. I know what the going rate to kill somebody is. <laughs> Go ahead, because yeah. I, I know that I know the going rate for a um, for a um, uh, albino baby is. Uh, Ten thousand dollars for hitmen. Yeah. Oh, that's way expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But, you can get on Craigslist for like oh. two fifty. Well, al- albino baby is pretty expensive. Also, albino baby is like right at twenty k. Really? Because they're pretty yeah. rare. They're real. Well, they're really rare. At, well, twenty k. No shit. You know what? You know what's funny? Let's put that. In, let's put that in perspective, right? You guys know what a calico deer is? No. Yes. So it's a what's deer a that's white and brown. Right. Right. It's it's it, they're very rare. I have a friend who actually hey, uh, stop for a fucking second. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's white and brown. Yeah, so you know most deer are brown, like its whole coat. Yeah, so it's 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 mixed. It's it's like uh, and it's very rare to have a calico deer. So it's white brown coat, but it's just like a white-tailed deer, but it just has a pigment formality. And okay. even rarer uh, is it a fallow? Uh, have you heard of a fallow? Yeah, cali- fallows, calico fallows are very rare. Those are really rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who that, actually shot one of those. Fallows, those are almost all white. Fallows are well, you have chocolate fallows and you have white fallows. Oh, do you? And their yeah. their horns are more in a palm, so there's not like space between their tines. Yeah, it, it's hey, webbed. Fucking Texas, what? But anyway, to put <laughs> that in, in retrospective of a albino baby at 20k, 
Cabela's, a guy in, in South Texas, shot a calico deer. Yeah. Cabela's gave him 18 grand for a dead what, deer. What, to stuff it? Stuff it and put now, it. Now, what was it? Was it just a shoulder? Was It was it... the whole deer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But to put that. it in their store. So a calico deer is almost as worth almost wow. as much as an albino baby. Well, I know somebody who has a fallow deer. I've shot a fallow deer. Yeah, yeah, I have a fallow in deer. Front room. And what happened is it escaped, of course, just like most of them happen, escaped from a reserve right next door. And, sure. And, and you sh- and shot it. Shot it. Yeah. yeah, yeah once as you should. Land. But uh, the thing I've always loved about the whole idea of, <laughs> that sounded horrible, about buying albino baby on the black market. <laughs> Was that, is that the pricing is so? They can't wrong. run away. That it's very hard for albinos to run away because the sun is not good on them. So if you're in the middle like of fucking in the middle of nowhere, you know. So it's back. Luck. It's back to the uh, Adam Sandler thing we're talking about. Nighttime is the right time. At the uh, like the sun sucks. Fuck the sun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, here's what I don't understand. If 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 there's a big problem with everybody aborting babies, why is there such a problem for people to adopt kids? It, it seems to me like they're, they're, I, they act like there's a goddamn shortage of kids to well, adopt, and, and, and I know and I there's get it. not. And and I understand the 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 concept behind it because Bob's got a lot to say on this. You thing. don't want right. It's kind of like the uh, the lot of states deal with the the capital punishment. You kill one person that's innocent, and people think that the whole process is a thing. You have one kid that goes to an abusive parent or goes to a you know a parent that's going to sexually abuse them or something like that. I understand putting in measures, and anybody I think that's a parent would understand putting in measures of saying, you know, we're not just going to send you to anybody who's going to sell you into okay, a I sex slave slavery oh, ring or going to you know send you to Islam to join something. So I understand that to make it tough to say, you know, if you're going to adopt a kid, we're going to make sure that you're fit to have a kid, you know, and that you're not going to take this kid and abuse them and, you know, and make them your slave and make them do stuff and stuff like that. So I don't have any problem with with the steps of having that. Now, I think what they charge you to adopt a kid is, is absolutely re- is ridiculous. ridiculous. It's what ridiculous. It's, uh, ridiculous. it's 20 to 25 grand. Yeah. And that's not even a guarantee. That's, yeah. more that's, than that's an not even, baby. That's not even you a guarantee. Exactly right. That's not even a guarantee. That's just to say, okay, yeah. you're fit to have a kid, but we're not sure we're still going to give sorry. you. I'm sorry. If you've got 20 grand disposable fucking income, you know, and you pass the, all the steps it takes, and you're still not guaranteed a damn kid. There's something. Here's the going thing. There's a there, lot man. of kids that need good families, and if you're a good family, and that's my been son, proven, my son is one. Yeah, yeah. He needs a good family. Exactly. Yeah, they, <laughs> if late. you're if you're a good parent, and it's been proven, if you pass all the tests, it should almost be like, we're just going to give you the kid yeah, because here, take the kid. You are a good family. This is going to be a great environment for them. They're going to be raised right. But hey, we're going to go through all this. We're going to make you pay us twenty five grand, and then we're not going to guarantee you shit. You know, and, and there's still a chance that. These kids, I mean, bad people have money too, right? So it's not like a lot of bad money. A lot yeah. of bad people have money. A so, lot of bad. People I mean, have to money. me, it's kind of. I understand going through all the steps, and, and I would even understand if I wanted to adopt a kid and I needed to pay for those background searches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think twenty grand. I mean, maybe seventy five hundred, yeah. ten grand. You can get a three year membership on. But uh, I would say if I'm the government, <laughs> something to look up. and I say, you're a great parent. I want to give you a kid. I well, mean, it's 
it's funny you bring okay because my me and my son have talked about this about um what happens during adoption okay right i mean i've raised i think a fairly responsible kid i mean he's going to college he you know he makes uh pretty close to a 4.0 it and (laughs) if if you if goddamn word if you <laughs> if you as an outsider looked at the way that I raised him and I tell people all the time Thank I'm like you. I, the I raised him shouldn't I that. raised him by proxy I was drunk most a, of the time had him in houses at nine I had him in houses at nine you heard that story um but if you looked as an outsider the way I raised him there's no fucking way at the point I was even having him that somebody would went Oh, he's going to grow up to be oh, an yeah, absolutely great member of society. He should be a complete yeah, fuck up. Yeah, he's going to be fan. Oh yeah. yeah oh, exactly, oh yeah. They, yeah. I there there is no doubt that the cards were completely stacked against both of us. Both of us. But it seemed to work out and, and in the adoption process, if I went through the adoption process, let's say I did, okay? Which I think you'd end up being a helicopter parent if you adopted somebody like just way too involved. I was really involved with him. I was very rough and I was a very Shit, he couldn't even watch a movie with guns in it until he was like 12 fucking years old. But I took him out egging houses. Yeah. I, I watched him draw penises with white shoe polish on my friend's trucks. Awesome. You know, but there was, I, you know, he was in bed on the weekdays. He was in bed by 8.30. You know, um, I made sure all his homework, you know, stuff like that. So as an outsider, if you really looked at the way I raised my son, you'd be like, no way. There's no way I'm letting this guy adopt somebody. But, but you you know what the key is to that? He knew there was a time to go and screw off and have fun. And he knew there was a time that it was fucking serious. Yeah. And it's not a time for me to be a fuck up. My dad, my dad said, you know both I mean? my dads say the same thing. They're like, they, he knew, he knew where that line was. He knew where the line of, okay, it's the weekend, we're friends. Mm-hmm. Or the line of, you're my dad, you're my pops. This is what goes in this house, and this is what well, does not go. Right, and the other thing I think it speaks to is a lot of credit of kids. No. You know, is is nobody oh. wants to give them credit, and like you're they too dumb to know so what's much happening. smarter than people give them credit. Instinctual, yes, instinctual man. Kids are, and I would I would have to say in my credit, which I rarely say as far as childbearing goes, I was very um, in tune with the instincts and the reality of growing up right you know i know people i know parents that are not realistic of what happens during the adolescent and the teenage years well and it's different from our kids and us right because we didn't have smartphones we didn't have twitter we didn't have facebook we didn't have all these things that we that bring the real world into their bedroom at 10.30 at night when they're laying in bed flipping through their phone. This is true. Because I remember when I was a kid laying in bed, I had a fucking like worm that glowed in a flashlight to put stars on the ceiling. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. Tell me you, you had the glow worm? Fuck you had a glow yeah, worm? Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, I didn't. I didn't. We just totally dated ourselves. Yeah, by the way, exactly. The glow worm reference. <laughs> I did not have a, a, a smartphone where I could go watch mm. video of ISIS cutting the guy's head off. You know what I mean? It, it's right. it, it. So they're raised in such a different time where I think some of the control has been taken away from the parent of saying, I agree. Your kid is going to see the bad part of the world. You can't mm-hmm. protect them from it. No, nope. it cannot. used to be you would, you would get it from their friends at school. Right. And you hear this. But now 
they're going to see it themselves laying in bed at night unless you you take all technology away and you're that's not happening that's not happening it's not happening there's it's so not much tech i don't think you you're can no, we're not take men it all. In, we're not luddites it's, no. it's not possible because if it's we don't possible. if they don't get it from us they're going to get it from a friend at school who's going to say oh watch this on my phone right. you know what i mean they're going to see it it's just now you got to prepare them for what they see well, and say this is what this is the real world what's a luddite a Luddite is an offspring of the Amish and Mennonite religion in which they don't believe in technology. Um, he just went deep, by the way. Idiots. I will tell you this. Um, Dumbasses. <laughs> oddly enough, uh, one of the times when, I, when that reality check comes into play was, I think my son was about 15 years old. And I said something about, um, uh, her name is Eva Evangelina. She's a porn star. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, actually, he said something. Because hey, we, we, we got on the subject of. We got this. Uh, we got on the subject of porn. And uh, and he goes, you know, just under his breath, he's like, oh, I don't know anything about porn. And especially Eva Evangelina. <laughs> and that's like my favorite hey, porn hey, star. He knew, he knew that was name. my favorite porn star. And I was like, oh, I, I think I cried a little bit. I was like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're like, oh, oh, oh my God. And that, that, you know, uh, the, we, I don't know about your father. I do know a little bit about uh, Shorthand of Randall. Um, that uh, my fathers, both my father, very realistic about what boys do. And I think I've tried to maintain the exact same thing, which is you got to be realistic about. Te- there is a common thread among post-adolescence and from the beginning of fucking time rebellion sure. talking back masturbation you know um uh, you know it, it's there is a common thread and you know my dad always told me you'll never have to teach your kid how to do wrong <laughs> they will they will uh, learn that on their true. own no you have to teach absolutely. them how to do right yep. they, they know because doing wrong is the easy fun way big and, oil is so and, and everybody learns it and my dad, by the way, he was the type of guy who raised me. He's a business guy, so like when I was the EVP for when I would be five oh. years when I would be five years old, you know, I'd go to a we'd go on a trip somewhere. I'd stop in a convenience store, get a candy bar. He right, tried to five. leave you. No, he would take a bite of it, but he he sold it to me as candy tax <laughs> because it's going it, and no matter per- what you own in your life exactly. somebody's going to take a piece and of that it. was his whole thing was you it will 35% of the bar ever keep 100% of what you have whether you earned it or not someone will come in and take a piece of it that's Did you smart cry dad when you smart got back dad the no it, it teaches you i mean he was he was teaching me there's two things i remember distinctly that's one okay and the other is, I remember I was like a third grade or something like that. And is that, this going to be sad too? No, no, no. And he picked me up from the from from school, and we we're going home. And I had I had learned the expression, "The early bird gets the worm." And you know, when you're a kid, you think like, "Oh, they've never heard this." You know, it's like I'm going to hit them with some shit you they've know, never. You heard. know, I told my dad, "Worms are gross." You know what my dad said? The hell hath no fury. He goes, "Don't listen to what people say." He goes, "Flip it. Early worm gets eaten." What? So always take something and look at it from the other side. Because it's not always the same picture. That's good advice, actually. And I have I have Over. done that. That's nice. <laughs> I have done that with everything <laughs> in my life. And it, it makes sense. So when someone says, oh, well, what about this? You flip it. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Yeah. Because at the point I wanted to go to be an attorney, I was I was going to school to be a lawyer, and it's like take any case and flip it, and then make the facts, make a story that fit the facts, and you'll never lose as an attorney. Mm-hmm. If you flip it, make a story. So that's how I grew up. But still, I was a punk ass kid. I got in trouble, bad grades. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I'd like to go down this. Road you don't have to raise your hand. No one can see. Um, but go ahead. <laughs> your mascot was a unicorn, was it not? It, <gasps> it was not. Your high school mascot? I did not go to New Braunfels High School. Okay. Um, I went to Klein Forest High School, which were the Golden Eagles. Okay. And then I went to San Marcos High School, which were the Rattlers. You might know my family. All right. Um, uh, were Who's you that? arrested? The Burkharts? Uh, for, um, Burkharts and the Coburns. Hey, oh. cut it out. Oh, sorry. People sorry. don't want to hear this. shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> were you arrested for public intoxication? Was I arrested? Yes. You got oh, a PI? I was not arrested. Okay. I was I issued a citation? Yes. Oh, so okay. cute. Were you arrested for breaking stuff like um I want to disturbing the peace? Yeah, thank you. No. no. Have you ever been arrested for fighting people when you were that age? <sighs> not a no. He blinked. Really? Did you see his face? I have not. Blink. I have not it's been a little arrested. Look to left. I, I did too. I have not been arrested. But they showed up and talked to you. They showed up, but I never got caught because I always ran. I'm not gonna lie. But there's a. I've been in fights for cops that showed up and I hauled ass. What have you been arrested for, Jake Cronenberg? I have never ever been arrested for anything. <gasps> oh, never ever. Never ever. You know good why? For you. Hey, give me that phone. You know why? Because <laughs> I'm a damn good salesman. Good for you. Um. Now, have I been thrown in the drunk tank before? Sure. That's arrested. That's that, arrested. That is not arrested. And let me tell you why. <laughs> it, it, here's the story, and let me tell you why. Technically, I wasn't arrested. Brownwood, Texas. <laughs> I know where that is. Brownwood, I Texas. Is. I was working with a band at a time called Cross Canadian Ragweed. <laughs> and we were doing those long we were doing a We were doing a big <laughs> festival in Brownwood, Texas. And me and the drummer, Randy... Got, there were a lot of sundresses. Got shit housed. Like, don't remember shit. And I remember there was one guy after the show that came and hung out, and he was he. I guess he snuck backstage because we didn't know him, but he was hanging out with us, whatever. And so cops finally like, hey, you need to, you know, because I we're telling him like, hey, we don't know this guy. I mean, he's being mm-hmm. cool. He's not being a dick, but you know, he, they're, he doesn't belong. Right. They're clearing out the place. So me and Randy just continued to tie one off. And so, you know, we get the fun idea, like, hey, let's it's go tie on. one on. On, but he's no, off. Good we tie one off. Good for you. You'd okay. went the, you went meadow with it. That's right. Good for you. Right Early worm gets eaten. Remember, you flip it. <laughs> so we decide, let's go into the crowd, right, and start hanging out with the fans and have fun and blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, that's always a mistake. That's I don't remember anything after that, but I remember waking up the next morning in the drunk tank with the guy that was backstage with us completely random like he wasn't hanging out with us after that point we just both ended up in the same in place the same, oh. and and so i remember waking up going you know shit how do we get what out of here and the you? cops like you're not you can leave like you're not in cars you can they just, were just trying to sober you up right and like, send you on your way that's small towns yeah, yeah that's exactly small towns he's, he's like hitchcock you don't need to call anybody yeah. like if you want to leave you can leave we just three because you were being a fool and you didn't know your name so we put you in here for your safety yeah, I, Hitchcock, Texas. That's how they were. They yeah, were like, it, "Listen, you can you can go now. You're sober." Yeah, he's like, "You, you know, he's like, a lawyer. You're yeah. not in trouble. You just yeah. we just wanted you not to hurt yourself." God, just even talking about this, I remember how yeah. many times you already know. I've spent a lot of time 
a lot. How many times time. have you been put in a <clears throat> incarcerated in a place where you <laughs> didn't have a key to get out? Um, I don't care what. It doesn't have to be a jail cell. Doesn't have to be. Um, uh, can I guess? Go for it, Jake. Care to wager? I just met Bob today, but true. I would go seven. I'm gonna eight. You motherfuckers, both of y'all, pretty goddamn good. Eight times. Nice. Eight times. Eight times I've spent. More impressive for me because I made him three hours spent. ago. <laughs> this um, is true. So of yeah, those eight, eight times, times. Yeah. what is the, not the worst. The longest? The, no. Okay, no. good. The, <laughs> like the least harmful thing. The easiest did, um, to, The like, easiest was. Of, it's probably going to be because of his fucking big mouth. <laughs> oh, the, the easiest I got into jail? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, the easiest I got into jail was uh, for I pushed a cop. I pushed a cop. I had a buddy who got, who got balls, arrested one time. I pushed, co- I pushed the cop in, in his face. Uh, put, what I, city was this I pushed in? It, I pushed it Bear County. San Antonio, baby. It's San Antonio, Antonio man. He's not Antonio. still in the clink right now. Because he's not Mexican. Because they got to clear space out for the fucking Mexicans. Out <laughs> yeah, I pushed him in his face. I had a, bu- I had a buddy. You mushed him? Yeah, yeah. Pushed him right in his face. I've... Yeah. I used to, man, I used to be a really, really, I know you were, it's hard to believe. You were kind of, a, kind of wired differently. I used to have a ago. really short, short fuse, and I don't know where it came from. Because as you can tell now, when I drink, I, I'm really happy. I'm very jovial. Cool as but a there was a time, man. Yeah, there was a time when I was younger where I just wanted to fight. I just wanted to fight. I think you fight. also used to get joy from People being uncomfortable around I you really that you like caused, that. And, and that used I to bother really me. Like frankly. that, yeah. And, and uh, geez, that was only up till just maybe even five or six years ago. I used to real. I really had a, a big. Shit. I think what it had had to do with uh, punk rock days. You really like pushing buttons, you know, and you just you grow out of that. So you, you grow out of the pushing the buttons. Do man. you do you really? Th- think it's something like the type of music you're listening to that we're putting you in that mentality or, or, or do no. you think that it's just you being who you were and saying that but but then what changed like five years ago what made you like cool out and just be like the you know because okay. like i met you tonight right and i wouldn't think like hey if i met ran this guy at a bar like he would want to fight me if no we got, you I, know what I mean i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't and we've talked about this on the podcast we we've talked about this i um uh I come from a very long line of fighters. My my mom spent some time in Mexican jail. She stabbed a guy with a pool stick. You know, my grandmother was a serious fighter. She was, you know, she would not hesitate to, to push people. And and so I just, I come from that kind of family that um, uh, we, we. It's almost like you need that stimulus. Right. Right. At, at one point, I did. I needed that stimulus. I needed, uh, and uh, I couldn't, you know, uh, how can I say it? It was. It's kind of like a drug, right? It's kind of like the high. Right. right. It, it's like right. Uh, it's like Tanner for the Cowboys, who makes 30000 a game, but still has to go steal $12 pairs of underwear. Right. It's, right. it's that. Right. You have to just right. have that right. emotion, you know, that gets you. A, but I can tell you what stopped it. What stopped it was me getting into a Almost getting into a fight with my son right next to me. That and that's it. what really, really stopped it. And I, it was at a stoplight, and these people cut me off. And what, he, you mean he saw you? Yeah, he was in the back seat. In that? Yeah, he was in the back seat. And Not, how, how old was he at this time? God, he was. Pr- 
probably god maybe it was longer than that so it was uh probably a decade ago uh maybe close to a decade ago so i so he was eight, so or, eight, eight, or, eight, or, eight or nine yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I got out, and I mean, I was punching the window and trying to get. It was a car oh, full, fucking animal. It was a car full of guys, and <laughs> I got out and I wrecked shop, man. I remember just trying to drive my hand through the window, like just come on, I'll take all y'all. I'll hey, take, were you I'll take drinking a bunch right at that time? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm do, out. Do you really yeah, have to yeah, ask that yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. No, you do not have to. No. And uh, I wasn't drinking then in that specific instance. Right instance but i, mean, I had skew, that so yeah this, i had so that few. these weren't yeah. alcohol induced rages this was just no, who you were just who i right. well yeah yeah at that time yeah and uh, you know you uh, it, it's you know i'm sure it's much more deep seated than that it was like you know that whole false sense of machismo or or sure. man and, yeah. and i remember about. i remember getting into my, my into my truck and getting back in Seeing Logan and seeing his—I uh, shouldn't have said his name, but who cares? Um, his, seeing the look on his, in his eyes, the true you know, fear of of sure. who I was, and and I remember we went home, and he goes up to his room to play, and I remember just sitting Did on the couch. Did you explain it that going, night, or yeah, I talked to him time. that night. I talked to him that night about it. Yeah. How do you receive? So. Did, oh, fantastically. Fantastically. Yeah. My, Smart kid. Yeah. He's always he's always received as long as I'm honest with him. He's always received it well. And I remember being very I am sorry. I feel like shit. I feel like my my legs could swing off a dime. You should not have seen that. Yeah. That was unfair. And, and, That's not how adults act. And yep. that was probably in yeah. reality. That was probably harder for you than it was for him. <laughs> I, I would I would yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never I think I've gotten into like three fights in my life just fist fights like, real chilled like pure Good for you and, and most you. of them were in high school you know yeah. just stupid shit but it's like now you know i have a i have a three and a half year old daughter and a, and a 11 month old daughter that's why their house is so oh messy my, God. It's such a mess. my house it looks like nobody goes out to eat we don't like invite anybody <laughs> over to our nobody house nobody likes anybody but I'm the same way, you know, it's like even when I just do something like that's not even that bad. It's just like I feel worse, I think, than because I have to go right. explain it and go, hey, I mean, even sometimes it's just, not my job to yell at you. Just it's cursing, just cursing around them. I feel bad because it's they don't really know what it means. But you see, it's it's weird. And I'm, I'm gathering from the, you see yourself through their eyes in this right. weird instance. Yeah. It's very weird instance. But the thing is, is I see myself completely different than they see me, right? It's like because he's not a sociopath. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't have anger issues. Uh, I'm chill, man. Good for you. Good for you. I'm chill. I mean, do you think you'd be chill without Tweed in your life? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Sure, I think you would too. Yeah. If there were no Miller Lite on the planet, oh, you could no. <laughs> I could get by with no Miller Lite. You take Jack Daniels uh, away, done, and done. and I'm fucking anger. Bob. Anger, yeah, anger. I'm Bob. I'm Bob from ten years ago. Tell me a drink, because uh, absolutely, I fucking start fighting people. They take JD do you away. I'm it done. would it I'm would done. be a real life like Grand Theft Auto. I would walk up and just start punching somebody in the face <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> this song is, uh, you know, Alabama Shakes. Oh yeah. Sure. Well, they got a new album coming out, but mm -hmm. instead of releasing the whole album, they've only released this song called Don't Want to Fight by the Austin way. High Alumni. Mm -hmm. Which one? Mm -hmm. Who? The lady? Uh, the guy. The dude, yeah. The guitar yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. He is? Austin High. Gary Clark Jr., Alabama Shakes, all those people. Austin High. I think even Bruce Robeson. I think it's Austin High. Robeson. 
I say Robeson. <laughs> it actually, I gotta it, go throw up. It's actually not Robinson. It's actually Robeson. I thought so. I told you. God damn it! I've told you that before. If he <laughs> walked in here right now and I said, Bruce, how do I correctly pronounce your last He'd name? Say, I'm he would say, say Robeson. Would his brother say the same thing? Yes. <laughs> okay, guys, we're at the minute twenty, the hour twenty. I love you, man. Let's yeah, man. Awesome. I'm so glad we met. You're awesome. You guys want to bump out? Or you got you got anything else you want to say? I got a few more minutes. Send me one out. Yeah. Okay. Let's cool. take a let's let's break and come back and wrap it up. Okay. Oh, it's Cornell? Yeah. Spell oh, Cornell. this is the song I like, too. You sent it to me. <laughs> no, actually, you, you didn't send it to me, but um, you know how uh, iTunes does that popularity thing? Oh, yeah. So I figured that. The genius? The iTunes genius bar or whatever it is? Is that what it is? It's like where it takes your playlist and makes suggestions. You're going to like this. You like that gay dick sucking stuff. You're going to like, like this, this because we make stuff. a higher percentage on selling this song than we do other songs. Dude, do the girl think? in this video, I want to choke her out so bad. 
That's like three people you want to choke out already. So man. many people. Gosh. So many people. I think the next podcast, we need the entire Dude, list from Bob on fast. the choke out list. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have to be a, a that would last very parental long advisory long. 18 up show. Which actually, most of these should probably be for the Padre 18. <laughs> hey, go ahead and get mad at me, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm excited. Let's this do this. This sounds like Spoon to me. I could see that. They, oddly With enough. With a buried vocal. They are a Spanish, uh, literally from Spain group. Are they singing in Spanish? In English, no. They sing in English. So they're a little bit like uh, Manu Ginobili. He's from Argentina. <laughs> Nowhere close to Spain. Hey, Spanish is Spanish. He, he doesn't speak Spanish. Racist. He's Argentinian. They speak a Latin-based Based language, language, and that yes. is Spanish. Okay, you buttheads. A couple pills. Each of you have 28 seconds to sign off because we're right. at the hour right. and a half mark. Uh, I'm so happy we got to do this, all three of us. This is a blast. This I am too. A lot of fun. I am too. Uh, Jake ate seven pieces of pizza. Uh, I did. Bob confessed the weirdest <laughs> shit I've ever fucking heard. And we um, know now that Bob wants to choke out like 85 chicks. <laughs> no. Um, it's... It, and it is Robeson, not in Robeson. We just inadmissible we in court. Yeah. No. And, um, no. Okay. Do you got anything else? No, man. I'm good. I, I, uh, you, sir? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that um, that uh, as these podcasts go, I'm yeah. enjoying them more and more. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah. Would you? Oh, you know that. You know that. Y- I'll be y- here with you. You said secretly that you don't mind uh, making the drive up north. No, I don't. I don't. And yeah, I like telling all my secrets. over 12 miles. <laughs> I drove 97 miles to be here today, so I don't want to hear about your 12 miles. I rode my fixie. Oh, see, well, now that adds in. You do the equations and stuff. It's like... <laughs> Like the peso to the dollar, man. It adds up. It's all equal at the end of the day. I, 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 would, I would like to send one shout out, oh, yeah. which I know we've heard too much about this, but I'd like to sound a... Uh, no, not at all. I'd like to send a shout out to my um, completely asshole son who cost me $80 this week and has seen some of the best fucking shows in South by Southwest, all because fucking spring break and us as adults, we do not get it. Salud, dinero, amor, right. Logan. I, I would, uh, uh, let, me, uh, let me say one thing before we go. Okay. 
And that's only because I know he'll be listening. We're like a Caribbean radio station now. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, throw a shout out to uh, uh, Mr. Stoli. Why? Because he likes huge penis. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Adios. Oh, this is a good song, Dan. I'm a painted, painted, painted. How I want it, nigga. Fuck you, because there, there is no right or wrong. Only a song. I like to write alone. Be in my zone. Think back to Forest Hills, no perfect home. But the only thing like home I've ever known until they snatched it from my mama and foreclosed her on a loan. I'm so sorry that I left you there to deal with that alone. I was up in New York City chasing panties, getting gone. Had no clue what you was going through. How could you be so strong? And how could I be so selfish? I know I could be so selfish. I could tell by how I.